So sometimes you have these crazy cheese pizza dreams and you think, oh my gosh, what on earth is that about? But more often than not, there are hidden mysteries in our dreams. And I want to say this to you. Um, you were not saved to read the Bible and go to church on Sunday. God is a God that longs to speak to his children, to speak to the sons and daughters of God, because there's a world out there who want to hear a sound. They want to hear and see something authentic in this nation, in Northern Ireland, North, South, East and West. They want to see something real. And you know what? God is speaking to his children. He has never stopped speaking. And I just want to say this too. Um, dream interpretation and dreams are not a replacement for the word of God. In fact, you know, if you really truly want to understand your dreams, you need to be reading the words because that book is, is the most exciting book that you will ever read in your entire life, right? Listen to this. I'm going to be very good and use my notes. Anybody who knows me knows that I don't do that, but I have to, or I'll preach the two messages in half an hour and I'll have nothing else to say. So here's a quote from Lou Ingle. Um, Dreams are the language of the last days, right? Maybe we should get used to this language and not just say it was a dream. So Jack, when I uh, offered you that interpretation, was it encouraging? And was it encouraging for all of you to hear that? Because, you know, Jack is a really prominent person in Belfast and in this community. So if he gets a dream, we need to be paying attention to that because it's for all of us. So I'm trying to just say this, your dream being interpreted can bring major breakthrough, not just for yourself, but for your community and for your families. Think of Joseph. He offered an interpretation to Pharaoh that changed the face of that nation, saved their lives, and put Israel on a journey that would change our lives forever. Think it out. True dreams. Right, I have some facts and figures for you. Uh, by the way, I'm Tracy Brown. I'm married to Steve, in case you're like, who's this random woman with the Mrs. Doyle accent up at the front? <laughs> uh, so don't try, top of the morning to you. Everybody tries to get me to do some um, impersonations. But anyway, here we go. I'm Tracy Brown. I'm married to Steve. I have four kids. And um, I'm from Wexford, but um, not Wicklow. Sammy introduced me before the guard from Wicklow. <laughs> but um, I've lived in Belfast for 13 years. I got radically saved from a Catholic family. And I shook the shackles of religion off of my feet. And I ran after Jesus with all of my heart, soul, and strength. And if someone said, describe yourself in one word, it would be passionate. I am passionate about God. I'm passionate about the kingdom. And I'm passionate about imparting that passion to you guys. And um, yeah, so dreams have been a very important part of my life. And even as a little girl, I had a lot of what I would call nightmares our night terrors and I know this is going to speak to a lot of you so I'm going to be very vulnerable and honest and transparent because my journey will translate and give power to some of your journeys um, so I had these very what we would call demonic 
dreams as a kid and there were reoccurring dreams. Um, so I know that some people, even as Christians, go through these things and you're like, I need this gone. I need this broke off of my life. So when I became a Christian, um, I actually encountered Jesus twice in my dreams when I first got saved. And that was mind-blowing for me. Um, and I have a passion. I have a passion to find the hidden mystery that is in the heart of God for us. Because I used to have these reoccurring dreams. And what blew my mind was I went to a dream interpretation workshop about seven years ago. And they gave some symbols and types and what they meant. And I ran into the bathroom of that church and I cried my heart out because these dreams were saying that there was like a brokenness in my soul from my past, from my childhood, that God wanted to heal. So I forgave the people and I prayed for them and I asked God to forgive me for anything I was holding on to. And those nightmares broke. And I have never had another nightmare. And that area in my soul has been completely healed and delivered. That is the power of dreams, guys. That is the power of dreams. So, all right, here we go. Um, the Bible clearly shows that God speaks to us through our dreams, right? When we are asleep, our mind is normally at rest, and it's not full of the many things which preoccupy us during the day, like social media, TV, YouTube, each other. You know, I'm finding even as society becomes more saturated with things to do and things to look at, I am going to have to start writing down more of the things that God is saying because it's, we're moving so fast. We're at such a fast pace that it's so important that we realize that one third of our lives is spent sleeping. Did you know that? Right, here's a, here's a, a fact for you. By the time you're 60, some of you are past it, you will have slept, Jack, you've slept 20 plus years of your life. No, you're not past it. We're just, sorry, forgive me about that. <laughs> but you've slept 20 plus years of your life. Can you believe that? Sorry. <laughs> that is mind blowing. Mind blowing. By the time you're 60, you've slept 20 years. So what's going on in those 20 years of your life? something is happening to you in your dreams right I can't get over that so I was like adding up and I've like slept 12 plus years or something already like more than the age of my eldest son it's crazy it's I, I just can't believe it that we sleep that much right so do we think that as Christians God's not speaking to us while we're sleeping or Here's an interesting thing for you to think about. Have you never ever noticed in your dreams, right? That you, the dreams don't come into you, but you go to the dream. If anyone has had dreams, you notice that you're actually in the dream. So, you know, dreams are a gateway to move in the realm of the spirit because we want to move in the things of God. The kingdom of God is within us and around us. And we're not satisfied with just the status quo of church on Sunday, sing a few songs and go home. There has to be more. Who believes this? There has to be more to this. 
that in the Bible, right, dreams are mentioned, at least you might find more, 84 times. Isn't that mind-blowing? And visions, something like 98. And the two of them kind of overlap at times. I'm going to really try to stay on dreams, but both of them overlap. Um, so when you're asleep, your mind is at rest. And that is a really great time for the Lord to connect, for you to connect with the Lord and the Lord to connect with you without distraction, okay? Job 33. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. There are dreams that come through stress and there are dreams that come from the Lord. And we need to discern what is from God and what is from just your soul. Because it's very important to remember that not all dreams are from God. So that is why doing stuff like this actually is great for us to discern what is from God and what's not. Um, you know, and God, I know all of you just want me to put this mic down, come up and tell me your dream and I'll interpret it. But God doesn't want there to be this oracle in the church who has the voice of the Lord, who has the answer to your dreams. He wants to disciple us and mature us in the things of God so that we can interpret our own dreams and each other's. And we become a prophetic community, not just a prophet, a prophet of the house or, you know, these crazy wackos as some people call them, but a community that honors the voice of God in everyday life and speaks that into each other's lives. And that is the place that God's going to move in our nation. That is where revival is going to fall. And you know, we have to frame this up. We want to see the kingdom of God. It looks like something. It's not just while we're waiting for the next speaker so everyone falls down on the ground and whoa, what a great night. No, that is not Christianity. That is not what the early church, you know, did. They were in communion with each other. They shared each other's heart. Here's a fact for you. The early church was established through what? Dreams, visions, and divine encounters. They had dreams, they had visions, and they had divine encounters. And in those dreams and visions, they received instruction from the Lord to know what to, is to do next. Now, are we, are we any less or any greater than these disciples that have gone before us? No, it's for us, guys. This is our inheritance to hear the voice of God. That is what Jesus died to give you. My sheep, hear my voice. It is your inheritance to hear the voice of God in everyday life and in the night watches. So um, I want you to get excited about it. I'm excited. Okay, so here's a fact for you guys. Many dreams come in a parable or a riddle and they need interpretation. But don't let this put you off. You know, I will be honest and say dream interpretation can be very hard work at first because you have to practice it. You have to take your Bible out and look up what the number six means. You have to, you know, get out your dream dictionary. I brought this to show you. These, there are a lot of Bible dictionaries out there, right? Where people have actually, you know, put together certain names, numbers, um, 
and figures, symbols and types and put in the Bible references. What you don't want to be doing is searching the internet and I guarantee you that half of you have done it, right? Because there are people who are what they call dream analysis, which is very different to biblical dream interpretation. And these were established by men called um, Carl Jung and Freud, right? Who were, who were into psychoanalysis and they believe, I just need to, to build a foundation tonight, right? They believed that all the answers to your problems came through dreams and often are within yourself. So the answer to your issues in life is inside of you. Because we believe that we need a savior and we believe that we need a God who speaks so we have given our lives to this God who speaks to us today. And we do not believe that we have the answers within us. We believe he is the answer and he holds the keys, okay? Now, I also wanna tell you that Johnny spoke on Sunday about father, fatherlessness, right? And he talked about the church using its, losing its power in society and in our communities, right? But here's a fact for you. If you research in Ireland, um, I mean North, South, East and West, or the UK, right? What the church is losing its power to is the New Age movement, right? People are hearing things. They're seeing things. And they're looking for answers. And they're going to mediums and psychics looking for the key to unlock truth. But guys, the truth is in you. Jesus is the, the light of the world. And it's in you. And it's time for the sons of God to arise and shine. Because the world is looking for something real. It's looking for something raw. And we don't want to send them to a place where they may get answers, but they will find no rest for their soul. Because God has the answers. God has them. And always remember, when you're interpreting your dreams, right? It's don't get proud and haughty. You don't have the answers. We're dependent always, no matter what, on the Holy Spirit to interpret these dreams. So the books are great. You know, um, Bible concordances are great. But there is a person who is called a wonderful counselor who wants to counsel us with, with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and insight for our lives, right? Here's the story for you. One of the, the top psychics in the UK and Ireland, um, I won't mention her name because some of you might know her, but her, she um, was blind at birth. Right, I just want to get this into your head, okay? She was blind at birth and she was born in Belfast in a Methodist family, right? And she started to hear voices. She started to see things. And she went and studied. And while she was doing a thesis on religious studies, she went to a spiritualist church and she took that path and is now having such influence on top people in Northern Ireland in particular, it's unbelievable, right? This woman, so she's been used and abused basically by the enemy 
And this is what we're losing our grip, you know, with, with these types of things. But it says the earth is groaning in Romans chapter 8 for the manifestation of the sons of God, right? And the word manifest means to be blatantly obvious, right? So who wants to be a blatant, bare-faced son of God, carrying that light in you, so that when you're sitting in, in that cafe in there and someone's saying, or wherever, I had a dream, or you're overhearing it, you can say, here, do you know God speaks? Because he said, I will pour out my spirit on the Christians. No! He said, I will pour my spirit out on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. Now you could say, well, Tracy, you're dreaming. You're not an old man. But you, if you actually look into the text, and that is why the word is so important. I love the word of God. And I want to frame things up about moving in the spirit realm in a way that's safe and biblically sound. That is what we need. But, you know, it actually means where it says you're old men, the wise men talking about wisdom right and then in another part of scripture it talks about how the things of the spirit are foolishness to, to those in the world so if we're after the things of the spirit which includes dreams okay we are becoming wise in God's eyes do you get this so it's the wisdom of God. You're becoming wise when you seek out the hidden meanings and the hidden messages that God is bringing to us, okay? So anyway, this story about this woman, here's a crazy story. I looked this woman up because I was doing some research and I was also really pondering the fact that when Christianity came to this country between the third and the fifth century, not through the Catholic Church or the Protestant Church, but through Patrick, right? What Patrick was up against, now we're not talking about religious beliefs right in here, we're talking about Christian community. We're talking about the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. Patrick bought, brought that here. And what he was up against in his time was what we would call the New Age movement. Druids, witches, warlocks and he brought the gospel with power and with authority and we need biblical theology where we have believing believers not just satisfied to read the bible say i've done my reading for today i'm off no we want to engage god at a level that sees our nation and our community transformed i want to hear the whispers of god in the night i want to say like it says in song of songs i slept but my heart was awake and we're talking about prophetic communities that listen for the voice of god let me tell you where that starts in your home and that's no matter what, you know, no matter what Jack or Johnny teach or any of the leaders at New Life, it all starts with you. No point in pointing your fingers at them. They're men. They're not God. It starts with you. So in our home, um, I'll just share this. I really tried to be this American mom, right, when I became a Christian. 
and like get the kids sitting down and do Sunday school teachings and all, but they were just going mental, like, you know, they were just, nah, and all. <laughs> they weren't having it. They were not having it. And I felt like a failure, you know, because I wanted to be this Christian mom. And I used to try and follow all these people on Facebook and online. And do you know what the Lord said to me? This is wearing you out. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. So I asked myself, well, what am I interested in, in God? I'm interested in the things of the Spirit. So God said, impart that to your kids. So if you go up to my kids and ask them, you know, some Bible scripture, they might not know. But if you ask them about angels, they will say they have seen angels. If you ask them about dreams or visions, they will be able to talk, sit and have a full-on conversation with you. So in our home, we've cultivated this kind of environment where even Steve, got Stephen on board with this, we get up and we say, I had a dream. And we listen to each other. We sit and we talk about, well, what do you think your dream means? We write down the symbols, we pray, we honor the fact that God speaks to us through our dreams. And I'll tell some stories. Um, when I first started to realize that God spoke in dreams, I was having this dream. Um, and I was going to Kingsway Church at the time. And in the worship team, they were all doing normal worship. And this is a dream, okay? But although you probably could see me doing this, I started Irish dancing out the front and all in this dream, right? <laughs> like a full on the lady, right? <laughs> and I kept having this dream. And they were like getting out of the way and all. And I was like doing one, two, three and all, right? Across the room. And um, I kept having this dream. And it was really freaking me out because I was going, do I have this like unclean desire to be up at the front or is there something not right in my soul? And at the time, you know, I play the boron. I'm into the Irish, you know, music and all that. At the time, I wasn't doing any of that. And at this dream interpretation seminar, we were sitting down, we were doing each other's dreams and someone said, do you have a desire to be a worship leader? And I was like, no, no way. And she said, well, I think God's calling you to bring your sound into the worship. And I, that was not on my grade. It wasn't happening in my life. But very shortly after that, someone approached me and said, would you join our thing and bring the Celtic sound into you know, our music? And I started to get involved in that. And I knew that I had to do it because I had had the dream, right? Other things, um, Stephen and I have both have dreams, kind of like Jack's, where we've seen dark figures coming to us and, you know, repetitive dreams, reoccurring dreams. And we knew that there was an attack on our family. You know what I'm saying? And we knew that we had to pray. So these dreams were given strategy and direction because guys, we battle not with flesh and blood with powers and principalities it's not this is not a joke this is not you know let's lay off and have our Sunday schools and you know when we worship we're changing the environment we're changing the atmosphere we are the weapon in God's hand and the enemy doesn't like it so we need to pay attention to our dreams because we have disarmed the enemy in our dream through having these dreams so many times in our life and in our family Another time, I was really struggling with Ben. 
anybody knows Ben, he's a great guy, but he could just wind, wind you up. Like, and I was going, God, what am I going to do with this child? Like, how do I pray for him? How do I settle him? How do I get him to, you know, walk with you and listen to us? And that night, he dreamt a dream. And he got up and he said, Mom, I had a dream. But wait till he hear this dream. He said, Mom, I saw a portal at the front of our house. And you went through it. And you said, come with me, Ben. And I was like, no, Mom, no. And I said, it's okay, I'll carry you. So he got on my back and I carried him through the portal. And he said he was in heaven when he got there. And the first thing he saw was a lamb. How amazing is that? Right? Because obviously a lamb is a symbol for Christ. And he said that when he got in there, he became afraid and he woke up. So I said, Ben, do you understand what your dream means? And he was like, no. And I said, well, I represent the Holy Spirit. Right? We get into all this in your life because he looks up to me for spiritual things. So in Ben's dream, I represent the Holy Spirit. Here's a little thing for you, right? I guarantee you that 80% of this church have dreamt about you and Johnny. Because in your dreams, your pastor, I've had loads of dreams about pastor, my pastors and in the past. And they are very often representing the Lord in your dream. So just call him Lord for now. <laughs> Only messing. But... No, that's true. And I bet you if I got them to put their hands up, loads of them would. So in your dreams, it's not always, oh, I had this dream about Jack McKee. And it's this, that, and the other. No, Jack represents the Lord. And the Lord is telling you something. Okay? So even as I'm telling you these things, it's unlocking something in you. Ben had the dream about me saying, I'll carry you. Which was the Lord saying, Ben, come with me into my kingdom and I will take care of you trust me okay so that really brought peace to Ben it brought so much peace to me and you know we've had amazing things like that happen so I hope you know that's encouraging for you to think wait till I find myself here now right here's something for you there's a war on our hearing in your dreams did you know that? It says in the parables, you know, that when the sower sows the seed, the enemy goes to go and steal that seed. So there's a war on your hearing the things of the Spirit. And what you need to do is to activate your dream life in such a way that the enemy doesn't get to steal your dreams. So you cultivate this, you know, like a culture of honor that you've heard other people talking about. I keep a pen and I keep a piece of paper beside my bed. I did do this thing where, you know, you record your dream and literally during the night, I listened to it in the morning. It was like just heavy breathing. <laughs> it's like, what on earth? I had this amazing dream. I knew it was a God dream because you just had that feeling this is from the Lord. Got out my voice recorder. <laughs> It was like something not right. And I, then I couldn't remember the dream. How many people have done that? I've woke up so many times and I know this stuff going, oh, I'm too tired to write this down. I'll remember it in the morning. Woke up, gone, totally gone. Does that happen to you? So you need to write your dream down. 
because there's a war on your hearing. So I actually know you can do this. Wake myself up out of my dream to write it down. That sounds crazy, but these things are practices and principles that you put in your life that will activate something unreal. So I wake myself up out of my dreams to write them down. Don't always do it, and I'm so often raging. Um, sometimes it's like scribble, but keep a piece of paper and a pen beside your bed and write down the main things that you can think of. And here's another thing. Recognize the atmosphere in your room when you wake up from your sleep because that would be a really strong reflection of whether the dream was from the Lord or from the enemy. Recognize the atmosphere and the environment. And then you see, as I'm telling you that dreams are a gateway, what you're going to do is learn how to discern spiritual atmospheres. And as you spend time deciphering symbols and types in the Word and in the Bible, you're going to be launched into the prophetic on a whole new level. Because when you pray for people, you're going to understand some of the things you're seeing and you're hearing. You know, for instance, Joseph had the dream of dreams about his mom and dad bowing down to him. But he was very unwise because he went and told everybody. So what you also need to do is when you get the interpretation, you have to apply wisdom. Is this a dream that I tell everyone or do I ponder it in my heart like Mary? I've had dreams telling me things that, you know, would blow your mind, but there's no way and has blown mine. I'm like, this could never happen in my life. I am just in, I wouldn't be enough to do this. I am not enough. There's no way. But those are dreams that God said, hold it in your heart because you're going to see it. And you know, these are visions into the future. Dreams take you into another dimension. And that's what the things of the spirit are. Here's the thing, Bernadette. I have had dreams where I've got words of knowledge, which I'm sure you talked about last week. Words of knowledge that I was going to see a certain person and I knew exactly how to pray for them and they were healed. Right, is that not incredible? So we're, we're talking evangelism at the highest level here, guys. Pay attention. And the dream was this particular, I was going to meet a woman and she would talk about breast cancer, right? And I would know exactly how to pray. She didn't actually have breast cancer, but she mentioned it. Do you get this? Right? She mentioned it and I was like, oh, I had that dream. So this is going to launch you into something mind-blowing. A few weeks ago, I had a dream about Stephen and myself where I was at the front door of my house and um, these two dark, dark figures were trying to break in, right? And I was like putting the door up against them and roaring and shouting at them. But as I looked at the door, right? So remember in your dreams, you're looking, you're seeing, and now you can start paying attention. You can actually tune your spirit into this stuff. As I looked at the doors in the dreams, there was no hinges on them, right? And Stephen was there and I was shouting, Stephen, help me with this and all, right? Woke up, wrote the dream down. Two weeks later, this really prophetic guy is in our house. He looks at Stephen and said, I was praying for you the other night and I had a word for you. You're like a hinge. You're like a hinge. I'm going, what? No, I had a dream about a hinge. And he said, you know, um, hinges, nobody's going to walk past the door and say, wow, what a beautiful hinge. 
<laughs> but like if that hinge wasn't on the door we wouldn't be able to get in and out and I and we all knew then when I shared the dream that God was saying Stephen you are the hinge that keeps this family together you're going to be a hinge in your community that you're going to hold things together so I just want to get you excited that this is for you guys and this is going to launch you into something amazing what time is it do I have more time or okay so keep a dream journal pay attention to your sleep quality oh here it's an excuse to sleep more because if you don't sleep you're not going to dream and you're not going to encounter God in these ways okay um, so here Joel chapter 2 verse 28 and Acts 2 verse 17 God promised us that he would pour out dreams using his Holy Spirit the river flows to the deepest and lowest of places. He's pouring his spirit out on our nation. And we are going to be a voice to these people around us. Right? So a sign of the spirit being poured out is what? What are the signs? You look at this. You know what this scripture is saying. Let me read it, read it. The prophet Joel foresaw. He saw a generation generation he saw it in his spirit he saw us it shall come to pass that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those last days and they shall prophesy. The sign that the Spirit is being poured out in you, on your family, and on your community is visions and dreams. It's written there. So we want this church, we want the churches all around us to be on fire for God. And we welcome the dreams. And you know what? We honor the giver of the dreams because that is the truth. You know, you may have dreams. You, and there are people here you don't even know Christ as your savior but there is a giver of your dreams who loves you with all his heart and soul you, Johnny you spoke about fatherlessness on Sunday I never had a dad right I was brought up without a father I never saw, he got into the van one day he drove off and I never saw him again he was gone I've never seen him since don't know if he's dead or alive I grew up without a father it broke me in ways that I cannot put into words because I loved that man. I was obsessed with my dad. I couldn't even say the word dad until I became a Christian, right? I couldn't say that word. I never gave a Father's, car, Father's Day card. It's just, it wasn't in my life. But let me tell you something, something that I was really thinking about before I actually was preparing for this. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, right? You may ask yourself, what are the plans for my life? What are God's plans for my community, for this church? I know the plans. I know the plans to prosper you, to not harm you, to give you life, hope, and a future. 
you look at that word know in the Hebrew, it means gnosko, which actually means entanglement, intimacy, right? I am entangled in your future and you are entangled into me. I am intimate beyond all human intimacy with the future that I have planned for you, right? And it has been through dreams that I have encountered the Father's love. It was really difficult for me to understand the Father's love. As you can imagine, and I know so many of you have the same story, right? I could, you know, be best buds with Jesus. I could float about with the Holy Spirit. But the Father, that was a different thing for me. But I have discovered the Father's heart when he has sent dreams to warn me, to encourage me, to correct me, to rebuke me, to build me up, to tell me about my future and the plans that he has for me. I have encountered the Father's love through my dreams. That is not, not mind-blowing. And I want you to have that. Like, let this, please, right? I don't want this to be just another Tuesday night special. I really, truly want you to get this. I don't want it to be, oh, that was entertaining. Tracy was interesting. No, don't even think like that. That would be the worst thing that could happen. That would be absolutely atrocious. What you need to understand is this is for you and your family. If you have a wife who's having nightmares, if you have a daughter or sister who's having these crazy wacko dreams, you know, you can help her. You can break things off. You can get into the heart of her soul and release God's goodness over her. We want to be those people and dreams are a key, okay? So I wanted to share that with you about the Father's love. And, you know, he does rebuke you in dreams. He does correct you. Here's a dream I had about three weeks ago, being very vulnerable here. I was in a hotel room. Um, hotels, houses, buses, trains usually represent ministry, right? Okay? And the bigger the actual vehicle or the, the house, the bigger the ministry, okay? So I'm in this hotel room. I'm on the top floor. And this is going to help you guys, right? This this, my voice changed and I said something like come out or something like this right <laughs> right like this and then this big fat <laughs> cat <laughs> came sliding down the back of the curtains and was like Kiss, and started talking to me like Dr. Doolittle like you know full-on conversation with this cat right so here's the thing your language you're gonna learn your language with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to blow your minds here. The first language of the Holy Spirit is not English. It's not. He speaks in parables and riddles. You are the light of the world. What does that mean? You are the salt of the earth. What does that mean? You know what? God wants you to seek him. He wants you to go after him. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, Proverbs. But it's the, you know, it's the privilege and the joy and the excitement of kings to seek them out. Right? So it's our privilege, it's our joy, and it's exciting for us to seek out the hidden meanings in Scripture and in our dreams and in the prophetic. 
So getting back to the black big fat cat, right? So for me, a cat is terrible because I'm allergic to cats. I hate them. I can't even go to Anna's house because she has cats and I'll be on antibiotics after, right? So you have to meet outside, but I'll sit in the garden sometimes. But cats are horrible for me. Some of you may love cats, okay? So if you see a cat in your dream, that's a good thing. For me, it's a really, really bad thing. Don't want to be seeing a cat, especially one that just speaks to me, right? So this cat came, big fat thing came sliding down the back of the curtains. <laughs> and you see, curtains represent um, your heart. The veil, okay? The veil was torn. The veil of your heart. The wi- And so windows represent you know, uh, sight and seeing, the eyes of your heart. And a cat represented something demonic in me. And it was like, to me, and it was saying something like, I'm coming back for you or something. Like the Terminator. And I was like, get out and all. And I was opening the door like this. And the Terminator was like, I'm coming back for you. And I, I met, so I didn't jump into the interpretation, but I knew there was something about this dream. You know, you just can't shake it. And I became curious so dreams cause a curiosity in you. What does this mean? Start praying about it. And here's a key. To share it with Steve. I came to church on Sunday. And Jack was, was preaching something you won't even remember. And while he was speaking, I got the interpretation for my dream. Right? Are you getting this? The word of God is living and active. Hebrews, sharper than a two-edged sword, separating soul from spirit. Because the soulish man regards the things of the spirit as foolishness. But the wise pour out my spirit on old men who are wise, you know, count them as all joy. We count them as tools and weapons. We're excited about the things of the spirit. Jack started preaching and I got the interpretation of my dream. And I realized that there was stuff in my heart that God was not pleased with. That fat cat coming down the back of the curtains was like this was hidden in my heart and God revealed it to me. So I kneeled, you did an altar call or something, and I came up and I just repented, said sorry to the Lord. And you know what? Here's the thing. Because I had had the dream, you you did an altar call, and not many people came, right? But I knew if I wanted the breakthrough from this demonic or unclean thing that was in my heart, I had to humble myself. And I do not want anything in my heart or in my life that the Lord is not pleased with. So I walked up to the front, in front of everyone, there was a couple of people, usuals, only joking. And, and I came up and, you know, it was dealt with. But I remembered afterwards that the cat had said to me, I'll be back, right? So it's like God saying, be on your guard for this particular thing that is causing a hindrance in your life. It's not just dealt with, but I have to be watchful because the devil is like a lion that wants to come and steal, kill, and devour and take things from us. And he says that he crouches, sin is crouching at the door, waiting to devour you. So God was saying, deal with it, repent from it, you're forgiven, but watch because that thing's coming after you. Okay, if I hadn't had a dream, 
you know, if I was going to do my, am I going to wait for the UCB word for today to tell me the answers to my questions? No, that's not going to answer the things in my life. It's not going to tell me that I've got sin. I've got stuff that needs to be dealt with. But my dreams are speaking to me. And it was activated through being in the community where the Lord was speaking. And I understood what my dream meant. And I repented of it by humbling myself. So I'm trying to lay something out here for you. Dreams, if you want to see change, if you want to see something activated, you have to honor them. Okay? So your dreams will only be as powerful as the value that you set on them and as how you activate them in your own life. And if you obey them, not, you know, not obey your dreams, but obey the voice of God through your dreams. Okay? So is this encouraging? Am I bored or are you still excited about this? Because <laughs> I haven't even got in. Oh, is it, is is there any more time or should I? Right. Right, okay. It's the Lord here. so like just to recap on some of the things that I've said right to get this and to build the foundation for next week growing in the understanding of symbols in your dreams meditate on the word of God if you just read you must be born again right that's what's that like but if you chew that if you meditate on John 3 16 and the scriptures around it it actually says, you must be born from above. Wow, is that not mind-blowing? When you become a Christian, you're born from above. And then you understand that by meditating it. And when you go to Ephesians chapter 2, and it says, you're seated in heavenly places with Christ. Not like death is not the doorway to moving in the things of the spirit. You say, I can't wait till I die and I'll meet the Lord and angels and everything. No, now is the time for you to do that. Now is the time. The word is the gateway and the doorway and dreams are a tool and a vessel and a vehicle that the Lord uses. So meditate on scripture, chew it, understand it. Don't just like read four pages, get your daily reading done. I love doing it, but I used to do the... Uh, the Bible in a year and then you know I was just doing it do you know what I mean to get it done so that I could say I did it that was a big fat cat no money joking but <laughs> um so now like I've started to chew it and maybe look up the Hebrew or the Greek and understand the hidden meaning in scripture well what does that actually mean what's it saying and it will blow your mind so when you're moving in the realm of the prophetic or in the in the realm of dreams going to have understanding immediately right study scripture study the symbols study the numbers you don't need a wacko book it's all there in the word it's all there in your bible dictionaries seven is the number of rest number of completion so you could
could have a dream where there's seven times or something like that and you're going to understand what it means um when you have the dream search the matter out ask the lord to help you to interpret it go to scripture then look for an application that's what we're talking about being obedient to what god is saying so there's the revelation which is the dream there's the interpretation which takes time and then there's the application how do i apply this to my life and that is where it's always really really good advice to share your dream with someone else and see what they think you know so if you try to you know decipher your dream yourself you could be deceived you could pick it up all wrong so share your dream with someone else and if you get a mind-blowing application to that like oh you could have a dream and it's saying you're to leave your church you're to give up your job and you're to go around ireland preaching the gospel i would say listen you might need to go to your leader with something like that so if i'm trying to really make this really safe as well if you're having these type of dreams and it's really really instructive or directional go to your leaders discuss it and see what they think you know is this dream for now or should it be put on the shelf like joseph should have done for another time in your life okay so you want the application you want to seek help and um exercise self-discipline write the dream down keep notes small details as i talked about my dream a dog wagging its tail may refer to a friend or a dog baring its teeth is a friend who has something against you okay do you get what i mean because the dog you could see a dog in your dream but it might not be the same meaning for every dream okay i know this you some of you are probably looking well this is a lot of hard work I couldn't be bothered with this like seriously tracy well but it's worth it it is so worth it if you can get this and it's not for just the one or two it's for all of us so please please persevere with this make notes on your feelings and your emotions how did you feel when you had that dream um you know some people have dreams where they wake up crying or shouting some people pee themselves right this is true i'm gonna you know some people have here's something that you know you, you maybe didn't think i was going to mention a lot of people have very sexual dreams right and you're all sitting there going is she going to mention this but yes it is it is a real thing people have those dreams what does it mean usually for a christian it's talking about either intimacy with the lord but if it's something that's not right and you wake up feeling oh my gosh i wish i hadn't dreamt that dream that's horrible that's usually showing up some kind of sin in your life or the desire to go back to something in your past or it could be something that needs to be broken off prayed over and get you healed from that so that you don't dream those dreams again but these are real dreams you know going to the toilet all of you have had those dreams that's talking about cleansing it's talking about getting rid of stuff from your spirit map from your soul so you know it, we don't just want to take the interpretation on a surface level we don't want to rush into it but we want to really think about it and meditate on it okay um apply counsel get counsel um when you're discussing your dreams don't go into all the details right just get the main symbols the main keep the main thing the main thing 
Have you ever listened to someone stream and you're like, my coffee's going cold here, like seriously? And I did this and she said that and then I went to another scene and then all of this happened and you're like, please, no, you're distracted. What we want are the main things, the main symbols, and we're going to decipher them and look at them and see what the emotions were, the feelings, the colors. Was there any numbers? Did you feel good after you had the dream? And then we sit and talk about it, okay? So when you're in your dream journal, just write a few notes. Um, were you in the dream or were you looking above it, right? Have any of you had dreams where you're in the dream and sometimes you're watching it? These are things to take note of. Is it giving you direction or is it confirming something? Um, when you're talking, when you're sharing each other's dreams, you know, sometimes what comes out of that dream can be very personal for that person. They may just say, oh, I had this dream. But by the time you decipher that dream, it could be exposing something really deep in their past. So you wanna be very sensitive when you're discussing each other's dreams and even your own, who you share them with, it's not wise to just run around to everybody with them. So what we wanna do is be use wisdom, listen to the Lord and apply counsel every time you have those dreams and be sensitive to each other. Um, is he warning me about something? Is he giving me direction? Is he giving me strategy? And remember Joseph, I just wanted to say this. Joseph had that dream. He interprets, sorry, he interpreted that dream for Pharaoh, which unlocked something for the nation. So you could have a dream in this church that could, if you bring it to the leaders, it could unlock strategy that they've been waiting to hear for. Do you understand that? So bring them to the bring them to your leaders, and they will tell you whether or not they're going to apply it to what they're doing or whether it's good or whether they're going to put it on the shelf but bring them because you do not understand what could be locked up on the inside of you or in those dreams that could change your community okay um what i would like to do now before going any further next week we're what we're going to do is actually do some people's dreams um so bring your dreams next week um, I'm going to give out some leaflets with some symbols and types. Um, and usually with these things, you know, you say, oh, that was good. It might not come back next week. But next week, I'm saving the best to last. Tonight, I was just building something, getting you to understand it, putting a foundation down. So come back next week for, to understand how we're going to interpret them and we'll do each other's. But what I would like to do is just pray. So if it would be okay if the worship team could come up and um, if you want to stand because I know there are people here who haven't had dreams or they haven't been unlocked in this area and I want to pray over you tonight that your eyes of your heart would be enlightened that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened that your eyes would be open, your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears to hear the voice of God in the night season and in the night watch. So what I want to say is, God, we honor you as the giver of dreams.
We honor your word. We honor the principles and practices that we've seen in your word. We know that you speak through dreams and visions. We know that you're a God who goes deep into the heart of man and reveals hidden mysteries and truths, giving us strategy, direction, direction, 